You're listening to Recap.fm's coverage of the Disney Plus original series, The Mandalorian. I'm Seal. I'm JD. Let's talk about Chapter One. Well, we're here. We've made it. We've kicked it off. Disney Plus Day One. Yeah, we we're, we're a few kinda, hiccups, few hiccups, little little crashing, little some login issues. We knew that would happen. Yeah, Day One of anything like that is going to be problematic, and something that big. Yeah, and the fact that it worked at all. Yeah, I'm really impressed. Yeah, I mean we 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 were actually able to in prime time in the Central Time Zone come upstairs or come over watch the show. Mm-hmm. It didn't hiccup until the very end, right during the credits. During which, the credits, which is fine, which is fine, right? Um, and now we're here recording our thoughts on what we just witnessed. Yes. Oh my gosh, dude, dude! Wow, was it worth the wait for you? It was. It was. I am excited about any sort of Star Wars series, and I've watched all the animated series like the Clone Wars and Rebels and things like that. I love those series. So something about a whole new original live action content in a series format, I've been waiting, been waiting, and I'm it lived up. What about for you? Yes, definitely worth the wait. You know, and we've been um, we've had fits and starts over the years of hey, there's going to be a live action series, and right. there is no, there's not. Now right. we got one, and golly gee, it was worth the wait. I was back in the Star Wars universe. I was I was a little kid again, mm-hmm. and oh man, I loved it. The yes. the the, the post Empire world. Yes. That we've entered into before the uh, first order. Yeah. I, I like that. We're you know shortly after the empire's fallen. Mm-hmm. What is that? And, and it's one of those things. You know, as a kid, I always wonder. Well, what is it? What is the? What does it look like now? I mean, what's the world now? And now we get to see that. Yeah, and I, I honestly don't think that it would have much effect in the part of the galaxy that they're in. Empire, first order. Jedi, who cares who's in charge? They never come out here, and this is really, really a problem. Yeah, the Outer Rim's kind of its own thing. Yeah, which is amazing. It just the It's amazing to have a series set in the Outer Rim. I'd be fine with one on the Inner as well. Um, Coruscant, you could do a whole series there. I'd be fine. Sure. But So br- bring me more. That's all I'm trying to say. Well, one of my personal favorite genres of storytelling is the Western Yes, and you set you set something in the outer rim, and you it is ripe to be a western, and that's how this thing plays. It did. It absolutely played like a western. So a, a bounty hunter collecting his bounties, and then getting called in by a big client for a kind of hush hush mission, and it played out like you're watching a western movie or like you're watching a western series. Yeah, and it was have gun, will travel kind of thing. Exactly. So, I mean, let's just start at the beginning. We were on an ice world, and some people in a bar are harassing uh, the bounty, is the only thing they call it, this weird blue-looking creature for his glands, because apparently they're going to be very pungent and they get a lot of money for his glands. Apparently so. They don't. They obviously clearly don't know about the bounty on the guy. No, and don't we care. don't know either. Right. Right away, which I, I liked that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so he's being harassed. You think 
he's perhaps an innocent bystander in these thugs, these heavies. Yes. Perhaps they are the bounty. How dare they? And we might, we might, you know, be inclined to think that. Right. So, but the Mandalorian shows up and they start harassing him, which Mandalorians in the Star Wars world are kind of revered almost on the same level as Jedi. Like, you don't mess with Jedi. You don't mess with Mandalorians. Right. So these guys are either drunk or, you know, proud of themselves to the fact that they're going to mess with a Mandalorian. And they pay for it. Oh, in spades. Yeah. I mean, one dude gets cut in half. By a door. Which was awesome. And, you, you, of course, we see that in the... We've seen that in multiple versions of the teaser that they've put out. It seems like every version of the teasers has that shot. And you think, that guy, is he going to... Are they really going to cut that guy in half? Yes. Yes. Yes, they are. They cut that guy in half mm-hmm. with a door. It was awesome. And so, right away, we know that this show is not really going to pull a lot of punches. Obviously... There wasn't a lot of gore and that kind of thing, but there never is in a Star Wars film. No, and it's and, not necessary. And it isn't necessary. You, you, well, like with the blasters, they cauterize right away. Same right. with lightsabers. You get cut in half. You don't bleed and spout blood everywhere because the wounds are cauterized. Right. Which is fine. I'm, I support that decision. That's, I don't need that's to see, quite all right. Yeah. Yeah. We right. could see the death without the gore. Right. And that's no problem. And they, they do that. And they do, they do a good shot with their, to do a good job with their camera angles and their, their shots. And, but at the same time, we know the show is going to pull no punches. Yeah. And the Mandalorian, our title character, I think is everything that we want him to be. Right. Gunslinger, strong, but silent type. No bull, because he even tells the bounty, he's like, I can bring you in warm or cold, alive or dead. I, it makes no difference to me, but I'm bringing you in. Yeah. And how, that was a hell of a first line yeah. for, for a main character. Yes, that's how you want to start it. That's how you want like, All right, yeah. now I know warm what this or cold. about. Doesn't make any difference to me. Yeah. <laughs> he starts drawing that gun. Dude, yeah. And then cut to <laughs> guy's handcuffed and he's walking across the ice. Right. Love it. And you see his uh, hate for droids, too, very on early on, because there's a speeder that they're trying to take to his ship that he's parked far away. And the dude first brings a speeder powered by a droid, an R2 unit, and the Mandalorian's like, no, no, no. No droids. No droids. Here's an extra money. I'll take that crappier speeder driven by a human. Yeah. And the human drives him to his ship, and this is weird on this ice planet, there's this big creature underneath the ice that... Um, eats the speeder after he lets them off. Yeah, and he's looking for it the whole time. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, y'all might not want to stay on the ice. And then he's the one that gets eaten. Right. Well, the the, the thing does try to eat the ship. It does. It, it latches onto one of the feet. And um, luckily the Mandalorian, with his long-range rifle, it also has an electroshock thing. Yeah, like cattle prod style. Mm-hmm. And he cattle prods it. Yep, and flies away. And then... The the bounty is in the ship looking around, and you see multiple people encased in carbonite in the ship. Because apparently the ship is old, like pre-Empire old, which is fairly old at this point. Yeah. Like, not not like 10, 15 years old, like 40, 50, yeah, it makes 100 it, years old. It Who makes knows? It, it makes it uh, decades old Yeah, at that point. Yeah. But it serves its purpose. And as ships go, I'm not unhappy with the ship you know that's one thing i like about star wars is the the signature ships Mm -hmm. and 
like Boba Fett. If we're gonna, I mean, we we can't talk I mean, about the Mandalorian, not talk about Boba Fett. Slave One is just a cool ship. It's an icon. Yeah, it's as with, much of an icon as the Millennium Falcon. Right, the Millennium Falcon, or uh, you you see the triangle ship, you like as a Star Destroyer, you know, mm-hmm. or the uh, the the X Wing. There's certain shapes. The that, Tie Fighter. You know yeah. these ships, so maybe this one will grow on us. I think it will. Yeah, I think it will. As we see it do more action, there's not much about ship, and being in a western, there may not be much about space travel in this series, which is fine too. Yeah, I get the feeling that most of this is going to take place on the ground. Yeah, I there may be a one or two like high speed chases, but I don't think they'll be in space. Yeah, like on the ground. We'll I mean, we didn't even see a hyperspace jump. No, there was no need. That you didn't need it. Yeah, you didn't need it. Cut no. to. Takes off, sets course, cut to, boom. Yeah. I, I appreciated the efficiency of the storytelling yeah. in this. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So he gets back, and apparently he's part of a bounty hunter guild, which just excites me. Like, I'm geeking out because the bounty hunters were part of one of my favorite things about Star Wars. Like, if you can't tell, we're both huge Star Wars nerds. Like, oh, yeah. Read all of the expanded universe novels. I have Boba Fett as the background on my phone. Because he's just badass, but the, it's true he does, and I've had it for years. Like ever since I've had an iPhone, I've always had Boba Fett. Like I have kids, I have multiple children, but my background is Boba Fett because that's who I am. But a bounty hunter guild, and you see familiar looking characters. You're not sure if they are the characters that maybe you think they are. Like one of them. You know, you see the IG droid and you know IG-88 and you see lizards that look like Bosk and things like that. So you're like, okay, uh, there's a lot of familiarity mm-hmm. here. And then we meet old Carl Weathers. Oh, yeah. I'm fine with Carl Weathers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Put him in all the things, you know. <laughs> you got a stew going. You got a stew going. <laughs> so he's apparently the main representative of the guild and the one who gets all the business. And so he tries to pay the Mandalorian the Imperial credits. And he was not having it. Right, which they, reminded you of uh, episode one. Republic credits, I don't need yeah. that. It's no good out here. I need something more real. So he pays him half, and what was it, like Flark or whatever? Yeah, it was the whatever whatever the uh, the Calamar currency yes. is. Yeah. So, and the Mandalorian's fine with that. He's like, okay, that works. I'll just take half because that is real. That'll actually work. That money spends, that, that stuff you're trying to pawn off on me. Right, money talks. Yeah. And then apparently the bounty hunters are going through kind of a lean time because they're charging more than other people would because of the guild. Mm-hmm. And people are like, hey, I don't want to pay guild rates. I'll just hire some two-bit thug to get things done, and I don't care if it's messy or not. I just want to pay you know cheaper prices. And also, the bounties aren't very high for the ones that people are actually turning, like five 5000 the Mandalorian even says, you know, that's not enough to even pay for my fuel at yeah, this point. That is useless. So, he, of course, you know, he starts off trying to take everything the guy's got. And, no, yeah, I got to dole these out. Yeah. Well, look, there's other take, people here. Yeah. I can't take one job because they ain't going to buy me gas. Right. So, he's like, well, okay, I have one underground, deep, deep pockets. Do you, are you interested? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Of course I am. It's a, it's a face-to-face kind of thing, too. Right. And there's a lot of secrecy, and that's fine, because maybe the build, the Bounty Hunter Guild, there's some sort of legitimacy to it. Like, I don't know that it's government-backed, but being a member of the guild probably 
gives you some sort of it's like the thieves guild or something like that. Sure. Like honor among thieves, honor among, gravitas. Yeah. Honor among fellow bounty hunters. And like maybe a little bit more legitimacy behind the fact that you're a member of an organization. And that's what you do sure. because bounty hunting is a legitimate thing. Like there are fugitives, especially in a galaxy, this vast, there's going to be people who need to be brought to justice. And sometimes the authorities can't do it. So you hire mercenaries, you hire bounty hunters. Yeah. And guys jump in bail and you're in a, you're in a universe where they can not only run to another, they can't, it's, it's more than just crossing a border running to another country. They can run to another side of a galaxy. So I would argue that bounty hunters are a necessity in this world. Absolutely. Yeah. So he goes to meet the client and you see a lot of throwbacks to Star Wars and a lot of the fan service, which I don't think was pandering. I think it's just awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, they're clearly using a world that what's great about this is they don't have to build a world. Right. They're, 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 the groundwork is there. They just, all they have to do is use it. All right. And I've been a proponent of this for forever. I'm like, put me a story in the Star Wars universe. Put me another story in the Lord of the Rings universe or in the Harry Potter universe. People have spent all this time creating these worlds and creating these universes that doesn't have to just be specific for their stories. Like fan fiction, I think, is an amazing thing. Some of it is garbage. But the fact that people are able to just put their own story in a world setting that's already been created, I think is it's great. Tremendous. It's great. Yeah. It's something that we we recognize and that we love. Yes. And so, hey, give me more of that. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, but we see the the droid that answers the door, the, the little ball that just pops out. The little out. eyeball. Ichuta. Ichuta. You know, stuff like that. How rude. Yeah. And then we see the uh, the refrigerator droids. <laughs> I love those gaunt droids. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty. Gaunt, gaunt, gaunt. And, and then when the door opens all the way, Stormtroopers. Yeah. Looking yes. a little worse for Weirdo. Yeah. And you don't know, like, it leaves a lot up to the imagination. Are these people who just are wearing Stormtrooper uniforms? Mm-hmm. Are these former Empire that just want to keep their uniform and they're trying to work? So they've, I mean, Stormtrooper uniforms aren't totally useless, supposedly. I mean, they serve very little purpose throughout the series. I mean, not a lot of protection from blasters and things like yeah. that. Not like the Mandalorian's armor. Yeah, but, that that steel that they're that stuff's made out of will yeah. deflect a lightsaber. I mean, right. come on, exactly. So we'll get to that here in a second. So he walks in, and we meet the client Werner Herzog, played by the ever effervescent yes Werner Herzog, and he him in the previews. I mean, made oh, the previews. Man, he just he that man. Just chews up the scenery, and I love it. <laughs> he really does. And so he tells him, he's like, all right, here's the bounty that we need you to get. We can't give you a lot of details, so I'm not going to give you a puck, which is apparently a little holographic with all the details of the client that you're trying to get. It's like, we got to keep this off the radar, under the grid, for some reason. We're not sure really why yet, and I, we don't ever really find out t- in this episode, which nope. is fine. So he's like, here's what we can give you. We can give you a tracking device, and we can give you their age. And that's it. And their last known location. Yeah. Do you want the job? And here is your bounty. And he puts a little square of Beskar steel, which is what the uh, Mandalorian armor is made out of. 
And like like Seal said, that stuff will deflect the lightsaber. Yep. That stuff is serious. Because you even see, like, he takes some hits off of his armor, and the blaster just ricochets off. Mm-hmm. Just ricochets off, no problem. So, of course, he takes the deal. Yeah, and he says, hey, and, and well, and it's important to note, he's like, hey, this is, Werner's like, this is, the client says, this is a down payment. Yeah. I got a whole case of this stuff that's yours. Yeah. When you finish this job. Yeah. And and then we learn the real value of this. Right. He goes and takes it to the to the smithy. Yeah. The gets armorer. A, gets a little bit of gets another shoulder pad made, but there's excess. Right. And the armorer says, Hey, this excess is gonna is gonna take care of a lot of orphans, a lot of yeah, foundlings. A lot of foundlings. And he's and like he says, That's good. Yeah. I used to be a foundling. Yeah. And so apparently there's more Mandalorians than we were aware of. Because and he, we even see little flashbacks of the Mandalorian's past of his family being murdered in front of him and like death and destruction on his home world and things like that, which we knew about, but we weren't aware that a lot of people survived. Yeah. And I don't know about a lot, but the armor even says this will really help the clan. They, um, yeah. And so also we learned that his suit is not finished. And I don't know. It's it's almost like building a lightsaber, you know? Yeah. Like something you have to do on your own. He's like, I've got to work to complete my suit. And I earn things as I or like or like college football where you get the stickers on your helmet. Yeah. You know, like that. It's like as you as you do things, the more you accomplish, the more of your armor you earn. Or like you're playing a video game and you level up. Yeah. And you get better and better armor and gear and stuff like that. It's just cool. I, so I, I hope that that continues. I want to see him finish. Because if you if you really pay attention to the costume, there's a lot of gaps. Mm-hmm. Like, think about Boba Fett. A mm-hmm. little bit, a few gaps here and there. Think but about, very few. Think about the Mandalorians you see in the Clone Wars. Yeah, Jango. Yeah. yeah. But, but this, our, our guy has a lot of gaps. So he's clearly... He's got a lot of more steel to acquire. So yeah. I hope we get to see that evolve through the series. That's going to be fun. That would be awesome. Yeah. Definitely would be awesome. So, but I loved the scene of the armorer making his little shoulder pad and her helmet was badass. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, what? There's female Mandalorians? This is sweet. So he, uh, he flies off to the planet, uh, a desert planet that we don't ever get the name of. And he's immediately attacked by these things called blurgs, which when he looks through his little uh, sight for his rifle, they don't look all big and bad. But when they show up, I mean, they kind of rough him up a bit. Yeah. About, about you know, what, four or five times the size of a person. Yeah. And uh, to try to eat him. Yeah. And, I mean, they get one of his arms and he punches it till it lets go. That was, it reminded me of like, you know, shark attack. Yeah, punch a shark. They, they say you're supposed to just start punching it in the nose. Right. And yeah. he starts punching that thing. Or, or, or like in the gills or something stupid. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. punch a shark in the gills while it's eating me. No. Yeah. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to lay there and die. <laughs> but well. not, not our guy. Of course, he kind of resigns himself to a point. He's like, ah, I'm, not, I'm stuck. Yeah. And then the other one comes up, and, it's got, and then all of a sudden, Trank darts. Yeah. Knocks him out. And we meet a uh, Ugnaught named Kool Cooley. What is, was it, Cooley? I think it was Cooley. Something to that effect. And um, he agrees to help the Mandalorian. He's like, I will help you for a fee. And also because I want my world to live in peace. Because ever since the people who you're after have come here, 
Uh, there's not been peace on this planet. And that's causing problems. That's what I want. So I'll help you. And so this is where it gets real Western-y vibe as well, because they have to learn to, he has to learn to write a blurg, which is a lot like any time you so see. Boy, like, it's like he's, the whole scene, he's breaking a horse. Yeah, exactly. A cowboy's like, hey, this is this wild stallion. That one's got spirit, but he can't be ridden because nobody can break him. No mm-hmm. challenge accepted. And but he he almost caves. He's like, "Don't you have a speeder or something we can, right. ride? you know?" It, and the the guy reminds him, Bugnat reminds me. He says, "Hey, you're a Mandalorian. Yeah, you used you, to ride the Mythosaur. You, you, this is in your blood, dude. Right? You tell me you can't ride this little blurg. What are we doing?" And of course, after that, he focuses up and forms a bond with his blurg and pets it on the head, and it closes its eyes because it's so welcomed. Mm-hmm. And then we have a scene of them riding out in the desert, jumping over the gaps in the in the ground and things like that. And I was like, it was pretty cool. I liked yeah. it. We got our Monument Valley scene. Yeah, definitely. And then so we get to the compound, and there's a lot of people guarding something or some guarding someone. You think that there's like a big head honcho, like a hut or something? Yeah, it looks and, like a Mexican drug lord's compound. Right, exactly. And there, he's got all these guys guarding him, and the Mandalorian is like, okay, I'm going to have to do something here, because everyone who's tried to come before has not made it. They've killed them. Yep. And then we see an IG droid, IG-11, just walking down the middle, and I think the bounty hunter droids are just so cool. They like, are, dude. It's just they, a weird design. Are. Like, it's just a tall cylinder with a bunch of blasters and 87 eyes that just spin Like, the whole thing just spins. I'm like, that is genius. You can't sneak up on it. Like, and whoever came up with that design originally, I'm really impressed by it. I've always been impressed by it. And what's cool is we get to actually, we get to see it actually in action. The first time we see one is in Empire. And it just stands there. And it just stands there. IG-88. You look at it and you go, man, that thing's got to be Awesome, yeah. And you read all the lore about. And you read IG the lore about, yeah. and, and you, know, you see him pop up in the books, in the comics. And you're like, oh, this is fantastic. And finally, in live action, we get to see one do its thing, and it's glorious. Yeah, it is. And so, but the Mandalorian shows up, and IG Eleven shoots him. Blast the belt blaster bounces off, of course, and he's like, "Yo, I'm in the guild. Let's work together. We'll split the bounty." But back up and regroup because we've lost the element of surprise and you don't know what you're in for. And the droid is like, okay, we can do that. It finds the terms acceptable. But at that point, every, I mean, the the whole compound empties out and they're like, whoa, there's a way more the than we thought. The entire Sioux Nation rides right down on top of them. Dude, it was crazy. Way more than we thought. So IG-11 keeps saying, I will self-destruct. Stop it. You don't need to self-destruct. You shut it. Bit. Shut it. We're going to be fine. Here, give me cover. We'll do this and this and this. And so it's a funny battle scene where they fight their way through, and then this big Gatlin laser comes out. Oh, yeah. Which, ah, they've got the devil's breath, <laughs> which is just a great name for a Gatling gun. Reminded me of uh, uh, the machine gun scene yes, in The Wild yeah, Bunch. Yeah. yeah. Where they, whoa, it's on the train, and they throw the, throw the cover off of it. and Dude, Gatlin guns are so badass. They just really are. So, um, what uh, the Mandalorian does is send IG-11 out kind of as a distraction, and he takes out the gun, well, the gunner, 
And then he uses the gun to kill everyone else. Yeah. Because it's hovering, and so he just jumps on it, and it starts to spin, and I love that. Yeah. Right, and he's going up and down and just taking people out, like he's playing a video game. <laughs> I love it. He gets done, he looks around, he's like, oh. That was easy. Okay. <laughs> Not near as bad as I thought. And so, talks to IG-11. IG-11's fine. Didn't hit any of his vital circuits. Hey, you're, you're all right for a droid, sir. I appreciate yeah, they it. Have a, they bond a little bit. They have a moment. They have a moment. And they use the Gatlin to break open the door. They just cut through it like a big hole and push it open. Yep. Which is, why wouldn't you? And, okay, this this is not what I expected. Um, they kill a couple people inside because there's hangar honor guards. Sure. And then they they trace the life form, and it looks like a little itty-bitty bassinet is what it looks like. Yeah. And you like and. I remember when we were watching, I was like, is that a baby? What is going on here? And then they open it, and you see big green ears, little green body. Yep. And it, it's like a Yoda. Well, he even makes the comment that, he's like, they told me this, this guy was 50 years old. And right. Jordan's like, hey, some things, not everybody ages the same. Right, because Yoda was over 900 years yeah. old. And, and he, he was still pretty spry. Yeah. I mean, the way he could lightsaber fight in his 800s is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Pretty impressive. And so we so, got this cute little baby Yoda thing. Dude, shocking. I had no idea. Yeah, I and did not see that coming. I, well, I've, and I've done a very good job of not reading spoilers or anything. Oh, like yeah, stay away from that. I don't want to know any of it. Yeah. Leave me alone. If you tweet me something, I will unfollow you immediately. Because that's not cool. And so the droid is like... We're supposed to destroy it, even though the Mandalorian has been told, hey, we want it back alive. Yeah, so that, I thought that was interesting. So you've got a conflicting thing. So I think perhaps the droid has a different client. Definitely. Like, who sent IG-11? It, because it seemed a little over the table. Like, why would you send a, a droid if it's not through the guild? Like, it doesn't seem like a droid would be programmed to take an under-the-table kind of deal, unlike a Mandalorian. So I think that's going to play a role in the series going forward. It's like, mm-hmm. who sent that that droid? Because it's different than the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And the Mandalorian is like, now nah, you're wrong, and shoots the droid in the head. I don't know that he kills it. And then he kind of like, coochie-coochie-coo. He holds his little finger out, and then he's a little baby hand reach up. And yeah. It was very cute. And it's over. And then cut to black credits. What? Yeah. And I'm like, yes. Now that is what a first episode. I'm be. here for it. I mean, I, it, I had no I idea. Come, I'm coming back for yeah. more. And luckily, it's this Friday that it's back. You know, we the first between one and two is only three day wait. But yeah, I'm thankfully I'm, I'm here for it as well. I just yeah, I better have internet access down in, in Quero. <laughs> you this can always weekend. come over here. I'll be out in the. Are you out, are you out of town this weekend? Yeah. yeah. We got a shoot in Cuero on Friday and Saturday, ah, so that's all I know is the hotel better have internet. <laughs> you just use your phone, use your whole data plan to stream it. Uh, I would. I know. I will if I have to. I know. I mean, you get beggars can't be choosers at that point. That's right. So, I mean, I loved it, um, and I'm hyped for the series, and I was hyped for it from the beginning. And I will be honest with everyone, I'm a Star Wars fanboy. I love everything star wars i even liked episode eight i liked rogue one i liked the han solo movie i like all of it so 
Yeah, yeah me too. I'm I'm here for all of it. So I, you could say I'm just a fanboy who's not going to look at things with a discerning eye, and you may be right. But well, that's no, okay. go back and well, I don't. I can't say go back and listen to our. We we need to post that up. The we podcasted about episode eight. We did. And there were we were we were honest yeah, about it. We did. And we both liked it, but yeah. we were we did give our honest opinions about it. Absolutely. It, there was there's good and bad in all of this stuff. Yeah. And but this episode, the only thing that I didn't like about it was it was only forty minutes. Yeah, I wanted more, but at the same time, like I said at the beginning, it's very they yeah. very efficient storytelling. Yeah, the pacing was great. They got me from A to Z quick. I don't feel I didn't feel rushed, but I didn't feel bogged down. It just yeah. went boom, boom, boom. And the shooting was great. Like I didn't notice any CGI other than the blurgs, but I felt like all of the characters were very realistic looking, mm-hmm. and I thought it was great. I loved it. Yeah, the show's got a good organic look to it. Yes, and you got to do that with a western. Like if you had a western that had just a whole bunch of CGI in it, it would be well. And it's got to feel like. 1983 yeah, in a way. I yeah. mean, because this is right after the, the fall. empire falls. And so they've got to pull us back into that world. We've got to feel like it's got to feel organic. Like it did. And I, I, I feel that they did a good job. I would agree. Yes. I would agree. So we hope that y'all stick with us and that you're as excited as we are about this show. I mean, we're going to be back every week until this season is over, which is right after Christmas. So we got till the end of the year. Yeah. So, so come hang with us for the uh, for the rest of 2019. Yeah, and we really want to hear from y'all what you think of the series, what you're thinking of the episodes. So you can do that in a couple ways. You can hit us up personally on Twitter. My Twitter's at Real JD Lee. I'm at Seal Adams, and that's S E A L E A D A M S. And all the shows that we do are part of our network, which is called Recap.fm. So you can follow our our network on all social media at recap FM. And then also go and check out our website, recap.fm. We have a whole bunch of different podcasts, not only that we're doing now, that we'll be doing in the future that we've done in the past. You can find them all there. Recap.fm and get on our newsletter. There's going to be some, uh, special content that we're only giving to newsletter subscribers. Seal and I did a podcast on the Joker. Yeah. Ford versus Ferrari is coming out. That's we, coming up. We're, we're doing, we're, we're covering doing that. that as well. We're that definitely going to do episode nine and that, I don't know yes. if we'll do that straight up for newsletter subscribers or whatever, but if you like the podcast that we do, we would love just to give you information about our shows and information we think you'll find useful. So check that out. Recap.fm slash newsletter. Anything else? Now, uh, just everybody sit tight till yeah. Friday. Right. And, uh, and enjoy the rest of Disney Plus. There's plenty yeah. on there. It's uh, this. This is so amazing. It's yeah. I'm blown away by how awesome this thing is. It's, it's better than I expected it to be. Definitely from a content standpoint. So yeah, I'm uh, excited. Shows that I watched when I was a kid are on there, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, yeah. all of my free time is now gone. Yep. But this podcast is about the Mandalorian. So, like we said, follow us on social media. Listen to our podcast. Watch the show. Let us know what you think. Until Friday, we hope that you have a good week, and may the Force be with you.